Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. known to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to the Shepard Ambellis Show. Without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. We're back. I hope everyone's having a good Tuesday. The days are going by fast again for me. I mean, the whole weekend blew by. It's already Tuesday. I feel like I've got nothing done, but we're going to have a great show for you today. We got wildlife biologist Trish Wright coming up, and she's also an animal rescuer. But we're going to get into some really deep topics and subjects that are uh, scary there, but they're also exciting. Um, And it's just, you know, going to be a great show that we have planned. We're going to talk a little bit about the news at first. We got Aaron Cole and Bethany Adani joining us as usual. And one of my friends, Kevin tweeted out a video from the white house and it it was like someone zooming in on the white house i retweeted this if anyone wants to see it you can go on my twitter but um it it looks like they're like carrying a body out on a stretcher possibly two you know maybe one um and then uh, you know I mean, who knows what it is? I mean, they could have like portable dollies and they're wheeling stuff out, but it it really did. It looked kind of like a body. Uh, so there's that going around on Twitter. Um, what else w- was there, Aaron, that we were talking about? Yeah, the, they could have been some, some body action, maybe at, at another option with maybe some uh, coffee tables, but I really think... There's some weird shit going on in the White House. They could be swapping out some clones, doing some of that kind of action. See, that's crazy because, like, I know, like, you just mentioned clones, but, like, we're going to be talking about that with Trish Wright. And if the links are in the description, her bio's in the description, follow her on on Twitter. It's Raven 
tw on twitter is her handle uh but clones i mean clones helicopter activity men in black these precogs these like you see all these sci-fi movies um maybe they were bringing them out of the white house i mean shit biden looks like a uh different person half the time i mean like there's a lot of people that speculate people in the white house are wearing masks these hyper realistic masks i know kevin on twitter kevin morton 73 has mentioned it uh and and then um you know the weather's been uh acting up in different ways lately uh just like uh, odd weather cycles that are fluctuating I was talking with a few people today. Bethany, how's your weather up there where you are in your neck of the woods? Actually, it was a beautiful day out. Blue skies. It was just gorgeous. It was a little bit warm, but there was just a nice breeze. And I took my daughter down by the park where the brook is. And we we spent some time with nature again. I just been spending a lot of time with nature. It's really keeping me grounded and balanced. So I just encourage everybody, get your sunlight, take your shoes off and just get your feet in the grass and get dirty. Get just earth. Just feel the earth. Get one of those slip and slide things. Get out, get oh, the hose out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bethany, I like, I know you mentioned it was pretty warm. Uh, there, I remember something in the news about, um, migrants getting trapped in a tractor truck trailer and they died what what can you tell us about that well that was i believe in san san antonio that was in texas i I don't know i find the whole story well it's up to 50 now the update is that 50 migrants were um that are gone um i think there was only 16 survivors that were suffering from heat exhaustion but what i find ironic is that the doors were like halfway open like it almost seems like now i don't know if they were locked like chained up or what but somebody heard their cries from you know some workers i believe just happening happening to be in the area and i don't know it's definitely human trafficking i mean no doubt they seem scared to death but of course if they were trying to come in illegally you know that would be a very scary thing it's just a very sad situation all around 50 people wow wow that's a lot of people i mean that's pretty horrific and then it also makes you wonder if they're going to be shipping around uh walmart french fries and produce in that tractor truck trailer after so i don't know um what about those they had tags on shep too just they they had special tags on those trucks that would not require them to have to go through inspection i think they were called eu tags which i'm not familiar with but i just remember reading that fact too so they were bypassing any type of inspection just like some of these boats are doing some of these barge ships Well, I mean, that's weird that you can get access like that uh, and just get special tags and go right through. You know, how does that work? Like a speed pass type situation. I mean, it could be based on on different companies' track records or maybe they have to hold random inspections or, or something like that. But yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like if you're trying to secure a country or something like that, like why are you just letting things through and not checking them? Uh odd though i I mean like what a weird deal i wonder who the guy is or or person i don't know if it's a guy like who's the person responsible for like trafficking these people and i wonder what they they are thinking right now um 
You know, there's a lot going on in the world that's um, not what you think. You know, um, the world is a mysterious place. Uh, I mean, even to this day, some people think it's flat. Some people think it's round. There's a whole debate about that. Um, you know, uh, like Jordan Maxwell said on my film Shade, the motion picture, uh, the police department isn't what, what you think it's for. Uh, nothing works the way you think it does. Uh, and they, you know, and you hear about these mind control programs, these super soldiers that have talked about um, their experiences, like Duncan O'Finian, who's been on some of these TV programs. Underground bases. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of underground bases, check my Twitter because there's a video on there of this truck just driving straight into an underground base that you haven't seen before. It's not. It's not that one like in Missouri. It's it's one that's going into a mountain. It's pretty epic. So check that out. But uh, yeah, underground bases, secret space programs. Um, you know, Project Looking Glass. This type of stuff, uh, technology, MK Ultra, can they control your thoughts? Um, are we living in the reality that we think we are in? And I guess that's a hard question. I mean, like, what if you woke up tomorrow and found out you were just dreaming and your whole life was just one night's dream? And you lived on another world or something. I mean, like, wouldn't that be bizarre? So I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, so anyways, we're going to be talking about that with Trish Wright. I'm going to bring her on. Uh, she's a wildlife biologist, an animal rescuer. She loves animals. Uh, I've talked to her before on Clubhouse. And we've had some very interesting conversations. And she's going to get into some of what I was talking about and we're going to uh, really just kind of uh, get in and, and dabble in this area and see what's up and uh, see where this goes. And we'll probably open up the lines and let people jump in. And if you guys have had experiences or anyone in the audience has had an experience or wants to comment or has any questions for Trish or anything, you could call in. Uh, we'll probably open the phones in the last part of the show. So Trish Wright, her Twitter is raven tw um trish welcome to the show how are you doing are you there trish oh no i don't know if you're muted it looks like she's still muted trish can you unmute at all like i don't know I don't know if, if you're having problems unmuting. You could always hang up and call back if you have to. It's weird how we test everything and then things happen on this show. It's so bizarre. Yeah, we we, we still were just can't hear you, Trish. A minute, a minute before the show started, and then this happens. Isn't that that's crazy, right? That's pretty weird. Trish, maybe you should just hang up and try to reconnect to the call. Oh, I don't know. 
She can hear us. Yeah, she just dropped, so she'll then she'll pop back in. Let me there was uh, there was one story that was kind of interesting that happened this morning. Shep was uh, I don't know if y'all got to see the video or not, but there was somebody. Think of I can't remember what country it was in, but they were loading this uh, tank of like uh, chemicals or something like that. Yeah, and they dropped it. And uh, I'm assuming it's kind of time lapse because the way it expands, but there was. It was like legit yellow green gas spreading around and it killed several people and, and injured some other people. But why were they loading that on? What what kind of gas was that kind of was going on there? Were, were they setting something up for down the road with this gas? I don't know. That's crazy. You know, it makes you wonder. I'm going to try to add um, Trish back. Let's see if we can get her back. Hi, Trish. Hey. Okay, we can hear you now. That was crazy. Okay. <laughs> it just went silent, and I was like, maybe I'm yeah. not supposed to hear anything. No, the, the New World Order, they, they don't want you to uh, talk to me on here today. <laughs> so, uh, so, Trish, you're a wildlife biologist and an animal rescuer. You love animals. Uh, can you tell us about that a little bit? Like, how did you get into all that? Like, what uh, what got you into that, you know? Well... I kind of always, I just always knew that I was here, like, for the animal. I just, you know, even as a child, I just always knew that that was what I was going to do. And um, when I was in college, I really w- wanted to be a vet, which wildlife biology is kind of like the precursor to that. But the labs, I just couldn't tolerate the labs. Like, I, I was being told not to come to the labs by some professors because I would protest. Like, they, you know, they would abuse animals in some of the labs. And, um. So that's when I realized, okay, well, maybe, you know, I need to take a different turn and how I can help animals. And actually, that's when I started doing my rescue work because I started breaking into the labs at college and taking the animals out. Oh, no. That I knew that they were going to hurt. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. So you're kind of like an activist, too, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Definitely that's cool. activist and rescuer. So uh, what's your favorite animal? Um... I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, I, I love all animals. Um, I have a lot of cats in my life and raccoons in my yard. So I'm, I'm very used to them and I do love them, but I, I do love all animals. I don't really think I can name a favorite. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I'm an animal lover, you know. Um, so I guess, you know, I've talked to you on Clubhouse and... Uh, we've talked about so many different topics. Um, I I guess we should start with. Uh, let's see here. We got a list. Um, reality. You know, it, it is reality what we think it is. You know what? Like, wh- what do you want to say about that, Trish? Well, I mean, what what changed it for me? Like, you know, I never really was went along with the system you know i always knew things weren't right i never really trusted the government all that much but i had no idea about the non-human aspect of it and one day i was just watching a show on my phone a regular tv show and i kept noticing something with the actor's eyes and i went through the frames and that's when i first saw i saw this reptilian eye in the actor and i had never heard about reptilians or anything 
and that led me, started me down that rabbit hole. And I found, you know, starting to research David Icke and James Bartley. And, you know, that started me on this path of wanting to know the truth. And I guess as part of that, I started to realize how they were just poisoning us with toxins and the food, the air, the water, you know, to try to keep us from accessing abilities that we had. And it limits our perception because in these physical bodies, we can only see this like little sliver of perception. And there's so much else going on that we we really can't see. And part of it is because that's by design, you know, with all these toxins that they put into us. Do you think there's uh, different realms to reality or... um parts to it or or parallel realities i mean like um you know what defines the reality like how does that all work i wonder um and bethany and aaron you can chime in on this too like you know how do we know what's reality like what if what if per se we woke up tomorrow like i was saying earlier and um you know, this was all just a dream. Your whole life was, was a dream. And you're like, wow, that was a vivid dream. And in my dream, we had dreams and you, and you tell someone about it or something. Um, you know, I often wonder like how deep can, can your dreamscape get? Like how deep do these dreamscapes go? And then if you think about it too, they've done a lot of like underground, um, projects and experiments militarized uh things like the dulce base that's rumored to have this nightmare hall where they do all these experiments and stuff they have these military labs they might even have these dog men working with the military to protect areas like this i'm starting to realize after listening to 400 dog man stories that sounds crazier than Oh, get out. But um, there's a lot of stories where these dogmen appear around these facilities and whatnot. And then, you know, you got a question like, are they working with like Anubis or some type of creature that was already here or some type of alien creature like the predator? You know, that thing that like comes down or whatever, like and has special body armor and all that. You know, are they is the military working or are they like creating these things? You know, there's stories of these minotaurs. Uh, lots of things go back in the history. Marco Polo landed on this island with these dog-headed men. You know, they've got to be working on uh, so many different projects in these bases. But, like, I was drawn to the super soldier subject and all that stuff. And I know you were, too, um, uh, Trish. But, like, where do you think this all goes how do you know how do we know what reality is but tying this all into these projects and experiments like how do we know they're not just conducting some experiment on us right now and they're tapped into our brains and we're like in some uh experiment or something and and whatever we're being fed's not even a reality or we have like a, a, a like a um google glass type uh goggles on or something i mean i don't know but i mean they're like i don't know what are some of your thoughts i'm just rambling now well yeah i mean they they can manipulate our dreamscape and they can put in false memories so it's really hard so i, I always question you know are these really memories that i'm getting back or are they just putting them in there or you know 
I mean, I even caught the grays manipulating my dreamscape to try to keep me from waking up when they were doing something to me. So they have ways to get in our head. So Trish, like some people, you know, most people know what the grays are. Um, but like, can you explain that? And then um, I've heard other people talk about this um, where these grays can they have some type of power there i mean they're real small right like what are these like uh tell us about these grays well the ones that i saw um i believe were and and to answer your question about dimensions and parallel universes real quick there's definitely other dimensions and other realms outside of this physical realm and if you start leaving your body you visit them like you quickly become aware that there's a whole bunch of other places other than this just this one realm that we're stuck in when we're in these physical bodies so and i believe there there are fourth dimensional grays these the grays that i i dealt with they didn't come in a ship or anything what happened to me was i was in a dream and i just i realized that the dream wasn't mine i could tell something wasn't right and then as I was realizing that, I could feel that something was happening to my physical body. So I forced myself awake, and I woke up paralyzed. And there was two different, two different sides. There was one tall gray next to my head, and a smaller one down by my feet. And and it was really weird because the, my room had like this weird haze in it. Like, well, when I could see them, I, there was also like a weird haze in my room. So I don't know if I was seen into another dimension or they were in, my, you know, my dimension. I don't know exactly what was happening there, but I could see them clear as day. And the one tall one got right in my face. Like his nose was just about touching mine. I think he was trying to scare me into submission. And and I just kept trying to break the paralysis. And even though I was paralyzed, I was saying like through my paralyzed lips, like, I do not consent to this. And as soon as I broke the paralysis, they disappeared now so you're do you think these grays were an alien entity like what do you like what do you think these grays are like because most people like when i think of grays I, I think well they're they're probably from outer space or something you know um what like what are your thoughts on where do these come from uh because you were saying this was like more than a dream it felt like it didn't feel like your dream right yeah, when I was in the dream, I could just tell that, yeah, I could tell it wasn't my, like, I could tell something wasn't right. And and as I started to realize that, I could feel things happening to my physical body. Like, I could tell they were messed, something was, like, touching my face, and I could feel it. So I forced myself awake, and, and I caught them. And and I did, I had a whole bunch of physical, like, like, I had rashes on my wrists and ankles. I had marks on my stomach. And so they did physical things to my physical body. Yeah, um, because uh, Tony Merkel, the host of the Confessionals um, podcast, he I think it's in the intro. He he plays a clip from one of his episodes, and it's it's someone saying there was like this little entity, like physically, like pulling him off of the bed. You know, so there's like other people that talk about this too. Um, do you? So do you think that dovetails to into like military experimentation or do you think these things were acting on their own? Like, or like, do you, like, do you think, uh, this somehow was like a looking glass, like, uh, something tying into something or some program? Like, what are your thoughts on that? 
on this particular well instance? I think they they work together. I think military does work with these entities. Now I don't know in in this particular circumstance if that was the case. I didn't see like a military guy standing there with them, but I do know that I've heard from other people that they work hand in hand. And I did have another experience where I saw Greg and I, and I heard military voices. I was like, I felt drugged or something, but I remember that I did see a gray and I could hear humans like military talk. It sounded like, you know, so I, I knew that they were t- in that situation. It was both of them. Hmm. It, you know, I had a dream once, I think I told you about this, um, and it really stood out to me and it was like super vivid. It, it seemed like it lasted forever, like a whole day. And it was like super detailed and it started out where like, I was like somewhere in Washington state. Um, and I was like on a pretty long, like trek, like on foot. And it didn't seem like there was a lot. It almost seemed like a zombie apocalypse style. Like, like I remember like uh, not that many people in houses or I was near like a cabin area or something. Maybe it was just like empty for some reason. But uh, after going through this, you know, traveling and going through all this stuff, I ended up uh, in Seattle somewhere and I had to go to work. That was like the whole thing. I had to go to work and apparently I had to make it to the station cause they like beamed me up to the ship and cause there was like this huge mothership like floating above Seattle and it was just like floating there. And I guess it just like floats there for a long period of time or while it's docked there or something. And I had to work a shift on it as a security and then all of a sudden we had like there was all these alarms going off and stuff going on and this ship was really vast like i mean it's not like i just had this dream and was like oh i was on a spaceship and um here you know i was running security on it it was like this thing was like huge like I mean, way bigger than like huge airports, you know, something like that. It'd be like walking through a huge modern airport, like looks like Star Trek and all that. And there's all these like airlocks and like strange architecture. Um, And then all of a sudden there was these like creatures that came out that were like little um, critter things and they called them bugs. And we had to like lock all these airlocks and it was kind of like all of a sudden I'm in the movie aliens, but it was like different, you know? And, uh, these things were like, um, chasing us and we were like fighting them. And I I don't know, it was just like, like bizarre. And I woke up and I'm like, wow, that was like, like a whole entire movie. It lasted all day. They tell us dreams only last seconds, right? Well, yeah. I mean, when you have a dream like that, where you're remembering all that detail, you know, like a lot, I, I think some of our memories can come back in dreams and a lot of people that have gotten some of their memories back have gotten them through their dreams. Like a lot of these people that are served off world and stuff. And there's a lot of insectoids that they talk about fighting too. So you never know. I mean, it's hard to tell when you have a dream. Well, when you say people have served off world, I know there's listeners that they're like, what, what's she talking about? Served off world. Well, for one thing, there's a video where NASA's talking about, and you know, we don't even know if we can believe NASA, but NASA uh, mentions off world officers. Uh, so that's just an interesting tidbit. But uh, what 
off world. Uh, I know you studied a lot of these programs because you know uh, you're you're into this subject because of your experiences. What um, can you tell us about maybe? some of the programs you've heard about or like how they're running these things, how it, how it might work because what, I mean, like how do they get a person into like a secret program like that or like a program? And then how do they keep it hidden from that person, Trish? Because that's like what I would want to know. Yeah. And like from their parents, cause they, it starts when you're a child and um, they can, one of the things they do, they, they call it the 20 and back where they can take a child usually between the ages of nine and 12 and they'll take that child and th- that child will serve 20 years. It can be off world or, or on the planet or it can be both in various positions throughout those 20 years. And then they have the ability to bring them back within 15 minutes of when they took them. So that child wakes up the next day. He's actually served 20 years, but his memories were wiped and he was put back. And he goes about his life not even knowing that he served. And then with a lot of these whistleblowers that are coming out now, because they're getting, they start to get their memories back when they get older. And, you know, a lot of the people that have like a good chunk of their memories have gone through like regression therapy and different things to um, try to get their memories back. And a lot of them state that they served off world and they have detailed memories. See, yeah, I listen to some of these stories too, right? Like I listen to some of them and they sound like amazing. Uh, you know, you think, well, like if these people made this up, that's really elaborate. Um, so, uh, that, you know, that fascinates me when I hear all these different stories and, you know, they're talking about like serving and, and all this stuff. Uh, I'm going to open the call lines right now. Two zero five eight four three. 7437 2058437437 there's also a URL you can use in the description to call in on your device if you want uh via the internet so uh the call number is in the description call in if you have any questions for Trish or comments or want to talk about what any of these subjects well I mean, these program. There's a lot of different program names I've heard of, like Pegasus, and you know, like Looking Glass, and then like I don't like. What are some of the programs you've heard of, and what 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 are some of the predominant ones? Well, yeah, there's Matt Project Mannequin. Um, there's there's a lot of different ones. Uh, yeah, putting me on the spot. When, I can't think of when when but, when there's I mean, like, like, do you think these programs are ran by one uh, certain like consortium, like one source or and they come from somewhere? Or do you think all countries have independent uh, programs? How do you think that works? Do you, do you know anything about that? Well, I mean, I know that I probably other I know that there's there's guys that are from England that were under served in different projects that they've come forward with their memories. And, you know, but they did talk about serving in America, too. So maybe from what I understand, when Project Paperclip took place, where all those German scientists came over after the war, that's where all the mind control programs came over. That's where the MKUltra came from. And, And that's when they started to do all that and started all these different projects. And, you know, and, and the other way they can take people, too, 
other than the, the 20 and back is they have they they show it in the movies in the last few years they've been showing it where they can take some of these consciousness they can pull your consciousness out of your physical body and put it into a clone so if they take you right. as a child they can use the mk ultra ultra create the altars that they want well, and whenever they want to use you, they can just pull your consciousness and put it into a clone, bring up the altar they want to use. And then when they put you back, you won't have any memory of it because you don't remember one altar doesn't remember what the other one does. That's a great point, Trish. I, I just now thought too how NASA gets like 50, 60 billion a day or a million a day, I think, to um, basically like generate um, what appears to be somewhat propaganda and like photoshopped images and maybe they're just their job is like you know a lot of people think they can't go to space and all this but maybe their job is just to cover for the secret space operations we're going to go to nancy uh calling from texas nancy how are you what do you want to talk about today on the shepherd ambella show hi shepherd hi i'm glad you're back oh thank you um yeah, I was just, um, oh, I know I heard you talk about the dog creatures, and I just had an experience one time. Oh, really? Uh, it was a few years ago. I'm really into this. What? Uh, tell us about it. Where were you? Like, what? Tell us the whole, give us the whole rundown. Yeah, um, I was, um, I lived in an apartment, and it was on a second floor balcony. And they had, uh, it was kind of the end, uh, there was a creek nearby, and a, a lot of, some woods. So we would see coyotes all the time. It was, it was no big deal, but this night it was about two or 3 AM and, uh, they had started a construction across the street and we just saw two coyotes, you know, coming from the field, walking across. And my boyfriend had this huge, uh, new flashlight he was testing out and he shined it on them and they instantly morphed into uh, on two legs and with bigger heads, like just like almost the Egyptian uh, dogs that you see on the wall. Now, did did you see this or just your husband? No, both of us did. Okay, so now when you say they morphed, uh, because like when there's, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on the dog man, and then you got like skinwalkers, because yeah. uh, like skin. This, I mean, to me, what you're describing sounds like a skinwalker, but like the thing with dogmen is, is like there, um, did you hear any like clicking and popping or air sounds or anything like that? Uh, no, but, uh, what we did, we, we could tell, I mean, we really startled them because it was just normal. They were walking from the field and when you, when you shine the flashlight on it, you could tell they just like, you know, jumped. So, uh, jumped up. And then, uh, and turn, you know, just were on two legs and like larger. I mean, like, you know, looked like as big as a man. Wow. And, uh, and the coyotes, you know, they were not that big when they were walking across the field. Do you think it that these bizarre. things could have been just running with the coyotes and, and on all fours and you somehow didn't notice them and you saw the coyotes and then these things popped up or, or do you, li no. you literally think really the coyote morphed and got bigger? Yeah, they they were really close. Wow. So, you know, we and we could see them. It was a bright uh, night with the moonlight. So we could really see them, but, you know, with the flashlight. And then they kind of ducked down. Uh, there was some construction. They ducked down and uh, 
then we tried to we tried to get go down and chase them, but they were gone. <laughs> wow! Now that that's crazy. So did were you scared during this encounter, or did you feel pretty safe because you saw that they were scared of you? Uh, like you know, what were your what was going through your head? Yeah. No, no, we weren't. We weren't scared. We did just, you? I uh, thought it was like amazing. <laughs> when they stood up, did they still look like dogs, like their hands and stuff, or did you see any features that were just like insane? Like, what did their ears look like? Can you describe them? You said their heads looked big. Uh, yeah, it just looked. You, you know, like I said, the image I saw was, uh, you know, the images that are they're uh, like on all the Egyptian themes. Wow, Anubis. Like a, yeah, kind of. I mean, it was just. Oh, uh, it was uh, really absolutely crazy. <laughs> wow, that's and, um, that's fascinating. Fascinating story, Nancy. I appreciate the call. Anything else? Well, sure. No, um, I can't remember his name. Did you ever look into uh, that guy that he passed away a few years ago? But he he had a channel about all the the dogman stories. Oh, uh, Brent Brenton Swain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. That's a pretty good channel. Britain Swain Mysteries. He has some crazy stories, but um, I just want to remind you that. Okay, well, I'll let you go. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, take care. All right. Thanks, Nancy. So, bye. Uh, bye. Oh, that was crazy. Uh, what do you guys think of that, Beth and uh, Aaron? That was our first dog man. That's a, that's a good story. I really like that. that Oh, it's so interesting. We need to do a documentary of where we go out into the woods and that shit really, sounds really crazy. It it almost sounds like a skinwalker, but then it sounded physical too because she said it was scared. You know, what did you think of that, Trish? It's the first time I've ever heard of them being scared. <laughs> right? They, they chase somebody if somebody spots them. Right. And, and it's also the first time I've heard somebody talk about it and not say that they weren't scared. Right. So that was a, you know, that maybe that was a, a skinwalker. Maybe, maybe that they just got caught off guard and didn't expect that. And everyone was kind of like, whoa, you know, and it was just a different situation. How bizarre. That's that's Almost interesting. Like there was a, a mutual understanding of everybody in the situation. <laughs> yeah, like like really really uh, uh interesting deal. So, you know, I've seen myself uh orbs. I've seen a orb come out of a dog one time and go down the hallway. Um I saw some orbs in the sky that could have been UFOs or who know what, you know, who knows what. Um but I know Duncan Affinian and other super soldiers were talking about like dial up soldiers and on command stuff and like voice to God and certain patterns of lights and sounds or a phone call even could like with a code word could like put someone into action that's been in one of these secret programs, Trish. What do you, uh, you know, uh, have you ever had any experiences with the uh, tones of sound or flashing lights or anything like that um actually yeah like one that was when before i knew when all, all this was happening and i started catching all this stuff and i'm trying to figure out like what's happening you know what's going on and i was and it was a lot of different things i was catching one day i woke up and as i was waking up i saw this pattern of flashing it was red and green lights and there was a tone with each light 
And at the time, I had no idea what it was, but I, I knew I wasn't supposed to say it. That much I knew. And and then as time went on, I and I was talking to a super soldier who had a good chunk of his memories back, and I mentioned that to him. And he said, really matter-of-factly to me, he said, he said, oh, that's the new, that's the new programming. That just means they upgraded you and they're still using you. He said it real serious to me, like matter-of-factly. Oh, really? And so, yeah. And I guess like when they're switching you back to your normal altar, whatever, you know, like for me, they pull me out of my body and I've caught them doing that. And I don't remember anything after being pulled, but I'll hear the helicopter. I'll hear a helicopter like really close to my house. And then all of a sudden I'll start to feel it happening and I'll be wide awake. I won't be sleeping in a dream state or anything. I'll be wide awake doing something and all of a sudden it happens. And then the next thing I know, I'm waking up as if I was sleeping, but I know it wasn't. You and know, I don't remember anything. You know what? One thing, but, one, you know, I, I, I keep thinking of like some of these vivid dreams I've had, uh, and they're like, tri it's tripping me out. Bethany and Aaron have, do you guys have vivid dreams ever? Do you guys dream? Like, what are your dreams like? Well, everything that Trish is speaking about, I mean, I have my own experiences, not, exactly like hers but things that are unexplainable um i don't have dreams really as vividly as i used to uh but when she talks about the grays i mean i've had i used to call them nephilim dreams actually and this is before i was online this is before the internet i mean i had these growing up where i felt like i was being well the sleep paralysis um almost like an incubus um i felt like they were trying to have relations with me um where i would be like frozen held down paralyzed um and it's interesting because you know she's describing you know different entities and i had different entities as well and the most evil one was it was a big a big it was just a shadow almost like a grim reaper okay almost like a black shadow oh, of yeah? like a grim reaper um and it was very evil i don't believe personally my experiences and and the interesting thing is this is a worldwide phenomenon mm -hmm. this kind of stuff happens to people worldwide because when i started finally looking into this when i finally did get into the internet and all that and all these things that i had experienced you know even growing up um i noticed it happened more in my my prime years um, my, um, like my prime years, I, I, since then I have not had one of those experiences in many, 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 many years yet. Um, but it's just interesting because when I started looking into it, it, it this is just a phenomenon that like people experience and you can't have this, these people, not everybody's lying. Okay, not, you can't have these people having the same experiences from different parts of the world and they're just all making it up. They're just too detailed. There's too many things that, to me, is proof that it's real. What it is, I don't know. I think it's from a spiritual realm. That's my opinion. But it's interesting topic here, guys. I'm Aaron Cole, really... Aaron Cole, have you had any uh, experiences? What and what are your thoughts on some of this talk? Um, I really haven't had any experiences like that. Usually, my dreams are kind of more upbeat sometimes kind of serious a little sad at times like i sometimes i do feel like i visit people that have passed away from me and uh and just kind of reconnect and then sometimes i wake up and I, I, sometimes i really do think that like oh shit i need to 
call them or do something like that. Like family, friends uh, that passed away, and right, and, then it, and it hits me like, oh God, they're oh. gone. But uh, the, the the military and the, and the thoughts of being sent away while you're you're asleep, I think there's there's a there's a chance for that because there's so much brain power that's going on while we're sleeping. We could right. be controlling some some stuff that's on a different world, and well, I it, often wake up more tired than I I was when I went to sleep. Exactly, like exactly. they're Sometimes wearing I me wake out up just like that too. And those those might be the nights where I don't remember my dreams quite as much. They could be shifting us to to do something way crazier than we could ever think of. Well, maybe they're uh, wearing us all out in our dreams. We still got open lines two zero five eight four three seven four three seven. We're gonna go to Shane. Shane, uh, what's on your mind today? Where are you calling from? I am uh, calling from the Texas area. Nice. Good state, good state, go. good choice. What uh, yeah, What do you think of the show was, so far? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, uh, I've been listening since uh, you kicked back on again, you know? Nice. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I have kind of like two, I'll say two things real quick. One of them, y'all were talking about it. You, uh, Beth, and, and Aaron were talking about on that first day where you kind of uh, tuned out of the news uh, cycle, per se, and, and everything like that. The uh, I did kind of the same thing as well right at the, uh, right at the kickoff of, of uh, the uh, – uh, El Bozo. I keep wanting to say Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia, but that's not it. It's oh. Russian – yeah, the, the conflict over there. I thought right, you were going to say right. when Biden took office or something. Like, yeah, no, the conflict. Yeah. yeah, right. I started doing that, too. I especially tuned out when I saw they were running uh, cardboard guns and all that shit. I don't know if you saw that on uh, Man, it, crazy. I, I, tu- I tuned right out, you know, just because, uh, you know, Texas tends to tends to uh, stand on the fact that they're they're kind of more of your conservative type of state, you know. Right. And. Uh, one of the things I heard, you know, I, don't, I don't want this to be too much of a tangent, but the uh, one of the things I heard, I come from Illinois, you know, I, I was born and raised in Illinois. And uh, one of the things I was listening to, I don't really like listening to the talking heads, but one of them did state at one point that, uh, uh, you know, everybody was worried about all these blue states coming to the red states and then turn them back into blue states or something like yeah. that. And uh, he said, what typically happens is you get the people that leave those blue states are fire red, red people that end up coming to the red states and find out that the red state thing is quite as red as they think they are. You know? <laughs> and and uh, I, I, that's what I would say about Texas. You know, I, you know, I, I could hear the phone calls ringing, you know, going, what? You know, and it's like, listen, they about voted. They about voted Matthew McConaughey governor, and he wasn't even running for governor. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. He's got to be like some kind of CIA plant. I, I'm pretty sure they like his voice, and they're like, oh, yeah, he sounds like the perfect American. Let's just get him in there, and he can be the next governor, you know? They're, see, they're, this this is the, the other thing that it kind of leads to is I, I'm one of these people that totally bought into the, uh, the Matrix reality. And, uh, you know, kind of on your... Uh, your uh, your topic shows perception, and kind of like, and uh, even what Beth was saying, the that matrix reality. When you when you really start looking into it, it can operate simultaneously. It can run, it can run individual er, simultaneously. Meaning there there could be one uh, 
like flat earth and round earth. Right. All the, all the flat earthers got all the, all the, all the, uh, ammunition and, and it's good stuff. You know, I like watching it. I look at it. You know, I've seen the, the laser go across the, what Shane's the, talking about Shane, to the, if a common folk is listening and you're like, this is, this is just fucking crazy. Uh, there's, <laughs> If you put some time into flat earth, like I'm going to say you need to put in like, I don't know. I would say like, like a minimum of 20 hours just to like, so you can understand some basics. I I think I counted it up and I have over 1200 hours into it now. Um, But like, if you put about like 20 hours in, you can start seeing what he's kind of talking about. Cause if it sounds crazy, but, uh, basically, you know, the whole flat earth model, cause they've, they've built like a, there's like a heliocentric model, which would be like the globe and like what we've been taught. And this kind of dovetails into the subject too, because you know, uh, you know what they teach us, our perception of reality, what's really real. There's a flat earth model and it works. Uh, some of the things are unknown, but there's a globe model and it kind of works actually. Like when you get into it, you start realizing right. this globe model is kind of falling apart and people are listening and are like, really? Like, you know, like they proved the earth was like round a long time ago. People thought it was flat. No, like you guys should get into this because the it's how you perceive things and I think there's a lot of hidden stuff uh, going on and they've managed to dupe a lot of people not saying the earth is flat around it just it's it's interesting to check into definitely and 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 what and you know in that what you're talking about there just just how you can have both sides have have their uh you know the like with flat earth there's they they go back to the round earthers you know with the with the curvature uh equation you know and i'm like you got a you got a point there, flat Earth, you know, and well, and, and then the, the, you know, the round Earthers that say, "Oh, it's a it's a superior mirage," is why you can see ships past the curve, you know, because like the the thing right. is, is sure. they got these good cameras now for the people that don't know these these P one thousands and all that. They can zoom in uh, over the what's supposed to be the horizon, like when you see a ship go over the horizon it can still go for like another hundred miles. And then like literally one of these cameras can zoom in on that shit. And so like flat earthers are saying that that's a, a perception, um, depth perception, um, you know, and, 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 and how, um, those lines work, you know, with the horizon and all that. Um, and then round earthers would say like something's going over the curve. And then, so when a round earther gets real, you know, when they start checking into these experiments and realizing, look, there's Navy ships, like spotting other ships, like a hundred miles away there, there, you know, there's, uh, cameras that can pull things back in and, in what's supposed to be past the curve and over the horizon, you know, how is this going on? Uh, then that, that's where it gets interesting. And, and a, a heliocentric, uh, guy would argue it's a superior mirage, you know? So you got that to deal with. Oh, oh, so now magically. Okay. So this, if this superior mirage works all of a sudden, and you can bring a boat back into focus, well, then we can see all the way around the world because we can just, um, you know, light bends and it, it bends with the globe. And, you know, this is the type of argument that goes on. So yeah. Fascinating stuff, Shane. Yep. The, uh, that, 
like I said, that what I liked most about it was the, uh, and, and this would go towards matrix. I only use the uh, flatter subject is to kind of point out that matrix where, where one, one set of one group of people just are, are, and you can't get them off. You know, they, they got all their facts, all their truths, quote unquote. And then you got the other side doing the same thing. And I stand here and watch them both. And I'm like, it, it's got to be, a, you know, it's got to be a matrix, you know, of some sort. I see things all the time where, where, uh, well, look at Biden, you know, that, that, that you know, how, how is a, a you know, a, a country ran by somebody like that, if not by some sort of design that is actually even smarter than smarter and, and uh, that, that ain't even really the right word, just, just can orchestrate it to perfection, right. you know, and, and, uh, and like I said, and then we're, you know, you got, you got groups of people going, how in the hell is this happening? And you got other people on this side saying, you know, riding right along. What, what, what are you talking about? What's the problem? Yeah. I like to call that superposition of where, where you can control every side of the argument and you can see both sides of it, like between globe and, and flat. And is it real or is it fake? You have, you have the ability to, to control and master everything that other people perceive in a way if that makes that's a good wargaming tactic i usually go in journalism and i beat a lot of people to the punch and i really like pin these things down Uh, i do exactly the opposite of what a traditional journalist would do so like a traditional journalist will go um grab try and grab up some like uh evidence points or something i just go right trying to like kill the conspiracy right off the bat or like or right to the craziest thing like uh you know, whatever the craziest thing that's out there might be, you know, let's get right into that first. And I work it backwards and it seems to like work pretty good. There's, there's a lot of different things like that. That's interesting. That super position. Well, thanks for the call, Shane. I appreciate it. Call back anytime. Okay. All right. Uh, that was a good Great call. call. Yeah. So Trish, you know, let's get back into this. Cause I had a dream. I did that Las Vegas, uh, coverage of the las vegas shooting where i got into the helicopter radar and these transponders and i found out there was three helicopters there and um it you know it 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 turned into a whole thing and then i had a dream where this helicopter company in vegas that i thought might have some involvement in this like cia type involvement actually might be like a cia front company actually kind of tracked it back and uh did some work and then actually got a uh, contacted by the helicopter company in real life and it was pretty weird <laughs> but i had a dream that these <laughs> helicopters landed um in my backyard and i started running up the stairs and there was guys exiting them the helicopters with submachine guns and it just seemed so real and i felt like it was someone sending a message to um you know have you ever had any experiences with like that are traumatic like that or with helicopters or anything? Well, when all this stuff, when I first started like catching all this stuff and realizing something was happening, one of the things that stood out to me was I started to notice this correlation between helicopter. Cause I would hear helicopters three in the morning, two in the morning over my house. And I started noticing that there was a direct correlation between my experiences and helicopter activity. And I also oh, started yeah. to notice that, when I would hear a helicopter, I was having like um, panic attacks. 
but I had no idea why. I had no memory of why. But my body, you know, when you have a panic attack, sometimes your body reacts to something that you might not even remember. And I, that's what was happening to me. I would start to shake and on. I had, I still, I didn't have any clue as to exactly why, but it was triggering that. And so, and then since then, I've caught helicopters. I've caught them doing, you know, I've caught during experiences. I've heard helicopters. So. And recently, um, I shared with you guys in Clubhouse that a helicopter just was circling around my yard. And it was weird because we had just been talking about the subject in Clubhouse that week. And and I had literally just sent you a message in Clubhouse. And I walked outside to start taking care of the animals. And this helicopter was kind of circling around my yard. And then he just stopped on top of my house. Like he sat there for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I remember and, you talking about that. That yeah. is That's freaky. That's freaky. Yeah, it was very, un- I mean, I don't know if it was just a coincidence, but the timing was very strange. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's a lot of coincidences when it comes to this kind of stuff magically. So I, and you know, I don't really believe in too many coincidences, but th- that is, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about these men in black, the black helicopters, the Night Stalkers uh, helicopter crew, they're they fly those uh, double-bladed Chinooks and they go gather up UFOs, supposedly. You know, these are some of the stories that are out there. Um, did Yeah, that's the kind that was above my house. It was the double-bladed kind. Oh, yeah. And I checked all the flight radars and they weren't listed on... I checked, like, a couple flight radars and there was no listing of any helicopter in my area. Like, any re- there was no reason for him to be just sitting above my house. Bizarre. Like, and they were directly above my house. Like, well, those things are pretty really loud too, and and powerful. Those motors on those things. Um, did uh, you know we were we were mentioning uh earlier? You briefly touched on the the clones, and I know there's been like movies made about this stuff, and you know I've joked around like Hillary Clinton has a clone, you know stuff like that. Um, I mean, do you? Do you really think they're cloning people? Uh, do you think that's some type of underground base uh, thing they got going on? Or do you think uh, cloning goes back to even biblical times? Like, what's your take on on cloning and cloning projects? Um, well, I know they've, they've been using clones for at least, like, I don't know about going back to biblical times, but I know they've been using it for a long time. Like even the first generation super soldiers will talk about um, seeing the cloning be taking place in underground bases and stuff. And, and also like combining all the different, like the dog man and they, I think they're combining every type of animal DNA with human DNA, experimenting, trying to create, you know, the perfect soldier stuff. But with the cloning, it's, it works out perfect for them because they can take a child from their body with the consciousness transfer and put them in the clones, train them, create the alters to the trauma-based mind control, and do all this stuff in the clone while the child's body's in bed the whole time. So the parents have no idea if that's taking place. And then whenever they want to use that person, all they have to do is pull their consciousness out, put them in the clone, bring up the alter they want, and if that clone gets killed, you know, just the, the consciousness goes right back to the original body. So it, it's kind of like the perfect system for them. 
Wow. And the clones are the one, uh, clones have all the abilities and the training, and the front altar won't won't you know won't have access to any of that. I wish we had more time. Thanks, guys. Great show. Thanks, Trish. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Bethany. Uh, everyone, follow Trish on Twitter, Raven TW at Raven TW. The links are in the description. Also, check out the Govi Gas Pill. Links in the description. Get you more mileage. Makes your car more efficient. Saves you money to buy this pill. Can you believe it? Uh, and ReverseFX.com. Use promo code SHEP10. It's the best immune support out there, in my opinion. And don't forget to donate because I didn't plug anything and the lights are going to turn off. We'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow we got a Bigfoot researcher, Keith Dickens, coming on the show. We're going to talk about Bigfoot and Dogman and Werewolves because we got also got country music singer Adam Ross coming on. He's going to talk about Nashville, his latest project, and Werewolves, his encounter with Werewolves. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Trish. See you tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.